Let's go ahead and turn to the scripture right now. We're going to start with Colossians. Love that book. Chapter 2, verse 12. And that's going to be our focus verse for this Resurrection Sunday. Here's how it reads in the New Living Translation. Verse 12. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted in the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. (laughs) Verse 13 says, You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. I love it. For he forgave all of your sins. And verse 14 says, He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Praise God. What a, what a beautiful reminder that Paul is telling the church. It, it's a reminder for us on this Easter morning that we too can be raised with Christ. And with the help of the Lord and, and with your help preaching with me right where you are, I feel led to preach about my resurrection. My resurrection. And and I tell you, before we go into prayer, because of the resurrection of Jesus, I can be raised with him. Would you help me pray? Go ahead and help me pray right where you are right now. Lord Jesus, we come before you humbly, Lord God. And we wish, Lord Jesus, to hear your voice minister to us in this time and this season. Remind us, Lord God, of the work that you've already accomplished on our behalf. Lord, your love for us, your grace for us, your mercy for us is beyond our understanding. Lord, but we stand here as a recipient of your grace. Lord, and so we ask you to have your way in this place. Let your Holy Spirit, that same spirit and resurrection power meet us even now and we thank you in advance for the miracles that will be testified because of your work that's being done even now i pray this by the power of the name of jesus and let the church shout amen 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 any hope of my resurrection. If I am to be resurrected, that hope relies solely on Christ's resurrection. That's the, that's the message for us. You have to understand that if I have any hope of having resurrection, of things changing right now, it relies on the fact that Jesus Christ has raised from the dead. You see, apart from the work of Christ, we have no hope. We have no hope because of sin and the conditions of this world. We have no hope of future expectations of of things changing. Let me put it this way. My faith, your faith, rests on the fact that Christ was resurrected. You see, Paul tells the Corinthians, he says... If Christ was not resurrected, this is chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians verse 14. He said, if Christ had not been resurrected, then our preaching is in vain. He's saying if Jesus didn't rise from the dead that we're celebrating on this Easter, what are we even doing here? He said, your faith is in vain. Later down in in verse 17, he says, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain and you would still be in your sins. I hope somebody's hearing me in here, wherever you are, because I need to remind somebody today 
that sin is destructive. Don't mess with it. Sin is destructive. The, the Bible says that the result of sin is always death. It's always destruction. It's always brokenness. It always leads to heartache. It always leads to slavery in mind and body. Sin is destructive and no one apart from Christ can avoid it. You see, the word says that all have sinned, everyone, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious ideal. There is nobody apart from Christ that can separate themselves from this judgment. The penalty, the result of sin is death. And, and while I say we fall short, this is true. There is good, there, 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 it's, there's some good news, but, but I want you to pay attention here. When I say that we fall short, there's no good deed. There's no personal discipline that you can try. Not even a sincere desire that you could earn your way beyond this penalty or result of sin. We are forever bound by sin apart from Christ. Now, I say we were bound. Did you catch that? Here's why I say we were bound. Because the word says that while the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, that's what we see in the Easter story, in the Easter narrative. Follow me here. Because of the cross and the sacrifice of the sinless, spotless lamb, because my Jesus and my Savior took on my shame, he became my redeemer and my advocate. Uh, you see, they, he, he died on the cross because of my sin and my, my disobedience. And what they did when he died on that cross is they, they took my hope and they placed my hope in a grave and they sealed it. But just as we're celebrating today, my hope did not die. Your hope did not die in the grave, but it's resurrected to die no more. Hallelujah. We have hope because Jesus is resurrected. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, later on down in verse 21, it says this. For since by man came death. By man, capital M, also came the resurrection from the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam all die, that's you and me, in this flesh that we're in, even so, in Christ all shall be made alive. I hope somebody's hearing me in here, wherever you may be. Any hope of my resurrection relies on the fact that Christ has resurrected. Amen. You see, we need to get this truth in our spirit. We need to get this truth. We need, to, we need to express our faith right now in the fact that our hope is not dead, but it is alive. That our Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer is not dead and gone, but he is alive and well and working here today. Second Corinthians, Paul again speaking to the church. He says in verse 4, uh, sorry, chapter 4, verse 13, he starts and he says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, it says, I believed and therefore I speak. We also believe and therefore we speak. 
What are we speaking about? Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Oh, what a beautiful story. What a beautiful testament of faith that my faith is in that Jesus is resurrected. And because I believe that, because that's my faith, I'm going to declare that my hope is in God. Come on, I want somebody to express your faith right now, wherever you are. Go ahead and, and, and give a word to the Lord. Give a word out to the, to, to the atmosphere that Jesus is resurrected. And because he lives, I can live as well. Come on, that's it. 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Come on, maybe you could just take a moment to to give a hand clap. I I don't don't know. Maybe you just need to whisper out to God or, or, or cry out or just shout amen. But let's declare that right now. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. I believe that Jesus has resurrected. And because of that, I can be too. And therefore, I speak. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, we're talking about today, my resurrection, my resurrection, your resurrection. We have to understand that our hope, any hope that we have for a new life or for future glory is directly connected. It's directly connected to the resurrection of Christ. I'm going to say that again. Our hope for a new life, for for things to change, for things to be different, our hope for future glory, whatever that may look like, it is directly connected to the resurrection of Christ. Follow me here. Because Jesus resurrected, I have a confidence in his word and his power. You see, the resurrection displays Christ's power and supremacy. Death could not hold him. The veil uh, torn before him, right? He silenced the boasts of, of, of hell and grave. There's no rival. There's no equal. There's nobody like our God. In fact, in Revelations 1 verse 18, it says this. Jesus is saying, I'm the beginning and the end. He says, I'm the alpha, the omega. Verse 18 says, I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and the grave. Oh, come on. I'm talking to someone who may need to be reminded today that Jesus has all power. All power belongs to him. There is no one like my God who can stand against the Lord. No one can. Come on and worship God as he deserves right now. There is no one like our God because he's resurrected, because he has the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Whom shall I fear? But him, Lord, you are worthy of the praise. You are worthy of it even now. Lord, let my heart rejoice and declare that you are God alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll say it again. Our hope for new life and future glory is directly tied or directly connected to the resurrection of Christ. In fact, I I want us to get this. I want you to repeat after me, right right there in your homes. Are you ready? Repeat after me. New life, future glory, 
Go ahead, one more time. Uh, Our hope for new life and future glory is directly tied to Christ's resurrection. So we're talking about new life and future glory. Amen. Because Jesus resurrected, I have a promise that the same resurrection power can make new life possible in me. Let's look at the scriptures. Uh, I'm going to read Romans chapter 6 verse 4. I'm going to read it in the, the NCV version. Here it goes. When we were baptized, we were buried with Christ and we shared in his death. So just as Christ was raised from the dead by the wonderful power of the Father, we also can live a new life. Are are you getting the picture of the scripture? Because this happened to Jesus, this can happen to me. Because Jesus never stayed in the grave but was resurrected, I don't have to fear that things are always going to be the way they're always going to be. Oh, I hope somebody's hearing me in here. I hope somebody's hearing me wherever you are. Do you see what the what the the writer of the scripture is saying? He's saying because Jesus displayed his power over death, hell, and the grave, we have hope for new life. We can move beyond the chains of sin that we were bound by. Remember, we're bound by sin and we were chained up and we could do nothing, not by our own good intentions or good deeds or anything of the like. We were bound. We couldn't help it. But God, in his grace, provided a chain breaker and a Christ who met us where we were. And that Christ raised us up with him by the resurrection. My resurrection is tied to Christ's resurrection. My hope for new life is tied to the fact of what we're celebrating today. That my Savior is no longer dead in a tomb, but he is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now, now hear me. When I talk about new life, everybody say again, new life. Very good. Let's do it one more time. Everybody say new life. All right, there we go. No, no, I'm not talking about uh, hope for simply a better life. Some, Some of us, some of us are so down and discouraged and worried about what's going on that we're just here we just want Jesus to give us a better life that's not what I'm talking about yeah but I get it I get it you're just you're so discouraged and down and out you said Jesus just give me a better life a a better marriage a better paycheck does anybody hear me in here no 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 don't do that don't do that The purpose of the resurrection is not that we simply become a better person, but a new person. The purpose of the resurrection is not simply that we have a better life, but a new life. Oh, I hope you're hearing me. This is, this is what he accomplished. This was accomplished by the infilling and the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not by your own accord, not by your own efforts, but through the work of Christ by his Spirit. And if you're hearing me today, if you're listening, 
And you have yet to have this wonderful experience of, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it can happen right here, right now. If you just put your faith in Jesus and his resurrection power, that same power, that same spirit that raised up Christ can meet you right there in your living room, right there in your car, right there where you're listening to this. I'm telling you, that, that infilling of the Holy Spirit, that's a miracle. It's proof of the resurrection in your life. That Jesus is instead dead in the tomb, but he's alive, and now he's alive in you. I'm telling you, if you need the Holy Spirit today, today is your day. And let the church say amen. Let the church type amen. Let the church share this with somebody and say amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you already have that experience and that freedom that I was just talking about, that freedom because of the Holy Spirit, this message is for you too. I, I, please don't, don't dismiss this message as being too simple. Uh, don't miss this message and, and stay in your depression. Don't miss this message and, and stay in your victim mentality, your victim mindset. You see, Christ's resurrection not only gives us hope for new life, it makes a way for future glory. Colossians chapter 3 verse 4, Paul writes, When Christ, who is our life, when that spirit is in us, his life is in us, doing the work, not us. It says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. I'm telling you, it's not just about the here and now. It's about what's to come. Come on, the resurrection is not just about you being a better person. It's about you having new life and experiencing the future glory that God has planned for his church. Future glory is tied to the resurrection. My hope for what God has in store for the church rests and relies on the resurrection power. Because of that, here's what many of the writers in the New Testament, those letters to the churches, you read throughout them, there are many occasions where they're telling the church to stay alert, to stay active. You, I, the, let me just paraphrase what, what they're saying. There's a, I know you're going through trials. I, I, know, I know times are hard, but you got to stay focused because God's, God's plan is for future glory. It's not always about the right here and right now, church. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations, but fear not because Jesus said he has overcome the world. And so, church, here's your plan. Be filled with the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and continue to strive toward the mission in anticipation that God will reveal His glory at the end time. <laughs> That's it. Here's, here's what Peter says. Chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Uh, don't, don't go past that. It says, he has begotten us again. We, we are, by his mercy, by his abundant mercy, something we didn't deserve, we have the opportunity to have new life, to be born again. How? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Here's what verse 6 says to you, the church. It says, in this, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while... 
If need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, I hope you heard that, church. That was a word for you. That was a word for you, that because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, we have a hope that our trials right now are not the end. We have a hope that what we're facing in this life is not the end of the story, but that Jesus will be will turn our tears into, into glory. He will turn our pain into praise. He will turn it into honor and glory. When? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, because Jesus not only died and resurrected, but when he ascended, he gave a promise to his church that he is coming again. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, just raise your hands right there where you are and receive the word of the Lord. Father, speak to your church. Put life into your church. Lord, let your Holy Spirit fill us again, Lord. Give us revelation to see things as we ought to. Lord, give us, give us eyes to see so that we could do your work as you have commissioned us to do in these last days. Father, let us not be discouraged or be swayed by the things that are happening. Lord, I pray that your church would not be responsive, Lord, but that we would be proactive. That we would not be on the defensive, but that we would be on the offensive. Lord, that we would, with haste and with soberness and with, with uh, being attentive, Lord, that we would accomplish what you have willed for us to do before your return. Surely the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Lord, we pray that you would raise up your church to do your work in these last days. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Our hope for a new life and future glory is tied to the resurrection of Christ. I'm talking about my resurrection. Your resurrection is tied to what Christ has already done. And if you're here listening and you're leaning on Christ's resurrection, here's the instructions for you. The apostles, the writers wrote, it says to live by the Spirit. Stop trying to do this life in your own strength, your own energy, your own ideas and understanding. You have been freed from sin, so start acting like it. You have been freed from sin, so live by the Spirit. They say, put off the old man. Let Christ live in you and live through you. And it says, stay away from sin. I know this is an Easter message. But hear me in here, wherever you are, we must stay away from sin. Let's read, I'll read to you here what, what, Col- what Paul writes to the church. Um, uh, Colossians 3 verse 1, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, since God has already raised you up to be with Christ, he says, set your eyes on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in a place of honor at the right hand. Verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. you got to change the way that you're thinking about these things. Verse 5 here, it says, 
I'm sorry, verse 3 says, For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in, with Christ in God. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right here. I want you to get this. Are you hearing me in here? If you have already put your faith in Jesus and you've received his Holy Spirit, this word is for you. You died to this life. Your real life is hidden in what Christ already did on the cross. You are already put in a right place with God. That barrier of sin, you've already been given a place to go over that. But yet, here's what it's telling you right now. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, you'll share in glory. So verse 5, put the death, the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. You have nothing, it's saying, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, or evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. They, they put themselves in the place of God, worshiping things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Verse 7, you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world, when you were still bound by sin, before you received the grace of God. But now it's the time to get rid of anger and rage and malice behavior, slander, dirty language. Oh, church, are you hearing me? Oh, oh, oh spirit-filled believer, are you hearing me? It's because of Jesus resurrecting from the dead, he's giving us this instruction. Because we have new life, there's work for us to do. And it starts with us acting like we have new life. It starts with us receiving the Spirit of God and allowing Him to live for uh, through us. Verse 10, here's the kicker. It puts it all together. Verse 10 says, put on the new nature. The resurrection nature. It says, be renewed as you learn to know your creator and you become like him. Oh, let me just, let me back up and put this all together, okay? Because Jesus resurrected from the dead, we can have new life. Because we have new life, that means we can be more and more like him. No longer are we bound by sin, but we have a freedom by the Holy Spirit. And because we have that freedom, we can be more who God called us to be. Uh, let me put it this way. Because of the resurrection, you now have the ability to be free from sin. And who God called you to be. Who God had you in mind to be all along. Oh, Lord, I pray that for me. Lord, I pray that for, for those listening. Lord, I'm talking about my resurrection, their resurrection. That I would no longer be, be, uh, be worrying or meddling with, Lord Jesus, the, the, the conditions of this world, to this, the thought process of this world, uh, Lord, or, or even allow my humanity, Lord, to, to bring me down. You have freed me from these chains of sin. You have freed us, Lord, from these bounds of sin, Lord, so that we could walk walk in the newness of life and be who you called us to be. So I say, fill me with your spirit. Lord, lead me by your spirit to whatever it is that you have in mind for me. In Jesus' name. If you're listening to this message and you're looking for that freedom and assurance of future glory. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You don't know what freedom looks like. You, you have no hope for the future because you, you just, it's a foreign language. I'm telling you, God is calling you. You're here on purpose. You're listening to this message because God is calling you to that resurrection. 
Here's what you do. You put your faith on the resurrection of Jesus. Rest your faith. Uh, let me put it that way. Rest your faith. Stop worrying. Stop, stop striving. Stop trying to fix it. And rest your faith on the fact that Jesus Christ is resurrected. Here's how you do that. How do you rest your faith? You respond to the gospel. What's the gospel? You say, it's, it's what I've been preaching. It's the good news that Jesus died on the cross. He was buried, but he resurrected again. That's the good news. The good news is that our Savior and our hope is alive. The good news is that right where you are right now, Jesus is there calling you. The good news is that life doesn't have to be the way it is right now, but God has a plan better than you could ever imagine. Resurrection is possible for you. Resurrection is possible for me. And we respond to the gospel. So here's how you respond. You acknowledge Christ. Acknowledge who he is. I realize, Jesus, that you have all power. I put my faith that you are the one in control. And then that turns to repentance. Here's what that looks like. Because you're the one in control, I realize that I am not. I'm not in control. No matter how much I want to be, I can't be in control. I realize I can't do the things that you do. You are my creator. You are my God. And I bow to you. I surrender to you. I say, okay, I'm done trying to do it my way, God. I'm going to do it your way. That's repentance. That's responding to the gospel. When you repent, it, you're going to do what the scripture says, and you're going to, you're going to crucify yourself with Christ. You're going to put your faith in what Christ did on the cross, that he, being the spotless lamb, has taken the penalty for your sin. You're going to repent and acknowledge that that is freeing you right now. And it doesn't stop there. Uh -uh, no, your response to the gospel, it's, it's acknowledging God, it's repenting, and it's also responding in obedience. Jesus said that you must be baptized with him. In fact, there's beautiful scriptures that illustrate this baptism. I read some of them already. In fact, it, it, was, in, uh, it was in Romans. Romans, uh, Paul was writing, he was saying that we're buried with Christ through baptism. And then also we can have uh, resurrection power, newness of life. You must be baptized in water in the name of Jesus. That is the response to the gospel. In fact, as you're hearing me right now, if you want to be baptized, just put it in the comments. Hey, I want to be baptized. If you want to be baptized, go to the website, fill out the connect form and ask somebody, hey, how do I get baptized? Guess what? We could do it in your home. We could do it right here. We'll take as much precaution as we can during this season. But what's most important is that you respond in obedience to the good news that Jesus is not dead, but he's alive. And he's calling you to be baptized with him so that you too can have newness of life. Amen. Amen. And so your response to the gospel, acknowledging God, repenting, being baptized, and it all culminates into this moment. This is you receiving grace. God's grace is wanting to be poured out on you. And the way you receive it is by having the, the, the infilling of his Holy Spirit. That is the miracle of grace. The miracle of grace is that the Spirit of God, the Spirit that can resurrect life, is not just somewhere else, but it's in you. Hallelujah. 
Go ahead and pray right now. Just ask God, God, fill me with your spirit. I don't want to go another day apart from you. I need new life. I need this hope because of your resurrection. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As I come to the close, to a close. I want to take a step back and make sure that we understand the brevity of this message. Yes, it's Easter. Yes, we're talking about the resurrection. But this message is not because it's in vogue. It's what you need to hear right now. And that is this. Any hope that we have for a new life or future glory is directly tied to what we're celebrating at Easter. Any hope that we have of things being the way that they're supposed to be is directly tied to the fact that Jesus resurrected from the dead. It's no small thing. It's the thing. In fact, I'll just say this, you know, in the Old Testament, before Christ came, before our Messiah came, about 2,000 years ago, the people who heard God's voice, you know, they, they had to put their faith in the words of the prophets. God spoke through the prophets about the Messiah coming. And so they had to put their faith in what was said in the past and they hoped for the Messiah. They hoped for that time when things would change. But you see, we're not in that age. We're in the New Testament because our hope and our faith is in what Jesus, the Messiah, has already done. Jesus came. He died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again. And it's that resurrection that I place my faith in and now I have a hope for future glory that Jesus is who he says he is and that he will return like he said he would. (laughs) This world, the current circumstances in the earth, it's full of, of loss and fear. There's, there's this thread of, of a critical illness. And yes, the church is faced with trials. But church, you are encouraged to endure for future glory. You're encouraged to endure through these child trials in faith for what God has in store. this very theme about new life and the resurrection and the spirit has come up recently in conversation and in Bible studies which I mentioned this before in the announcements you can get a Bible study we can do a a Zoom call I do Google Meet we can do it over the phone but get into a Bible study because it's there where you're going to be have a revelation It may not be by my preaching, but when you see in the word of God that he is true, that's when lives are changed. And so in my Bible studies, we've been talking about what a proper response to the gospel should be. 
You see, it requires that the Spirit of God live in us. It goes back to what I mentioned before. It's not just about being a better person or, or taking our current condition and trying to do good things. No, no, no. That's not resurrection. My resurrection, your resurrection, is, is not about being a better person, but a new person. About the Spirit of God and the resurrection power coming into your life and working through you. Not by your own efforts and energy, but by the presence, the existence of God's Holy Spirit in you. For some reason, in my personal devotions, in, in the songs that I've been listening to, <laughs> it has me thinking about the Lord's return. And the, and the church's role in these last days. And I realized that all this is tied together. And it's in this message, my resurrection and your resurrection, my hope for new life or future glory is not tied to my abilities but it's tied in the fact that Jesus is alive. So as I close here, I want you to be in a spirit of prayer. Go ahead and, and, and start praying. But I want you to hear me. Here's what my resurrection means. My resurrection means that I can have freedom from sin and death. I know I said it before. I'll just say it again. Apart from Jesus, I was stuck in miry clay. I had no hope of getting out of sin, but by his grace, he reached down and he raised me up. He's reaching down and he's raising you up. That's what resurrection means. Resurrection means freedom from those chains of sin and death. We don't have to fear death because he is in control. Here's what my resurrection means. My resurrection means that this is not the end. <laughs> oh, I want somebody to be encouraged. My resurrection, the fact that Jesus has rose from the dead and that he, I can be risen with him, means that this is not the end. Here's what my resurrection means. It means that because this isn't the end, there's a future glory that will be revealed. That, that there's going to be more to unpack and understand as God shows himself. That the current circumstances and pain are nothing compared to what is in store. <laughs> Woo. I hope you're hearing that. Let me read a selection of scriptures. There's, there's, in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, chapter 15. Just hear me here as you're praying. Just hear the word. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment and in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality verse 54 
So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? Verse 56, the sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God that our Savior is not dead, but resurrected. Thanks be to God that the power of resurrection is not just 2,000 years ago, but is alive and well right here, right now. Thanks be to God that my resurrection and your resurrection is tied to the fact that God is in control. Come on and close your eyes and raise your hands right now. Go ahead and pray unto the Lord wherever you are. Come on, if you need to respond to the gospel, respond. Come on, if you need to, if you need to uh, shake off sin and start living that new life as God called you to, now is the time. Come on, if you need to get a get a get a get an awakening and get get attention, God is calling His church for just this time, so that we could do the work in this end time. Come on and pray right now. Call out the name of Jesus. Invite the Holy Spirit into your home. Invite the Lord to do His work right now. Come on, church, pray. Pray, pray, pray. If you if you have the Holy Spirit, go ahead and let the Spirit speak through you right now. Come on, we're just going to take a moment to do this. I'm going to lead a prayer in just a moment, but right now I want you to pray in your own way. The Spirit is at work in this time. Resurrection power is at work even now. pray hey, let's let's pray this prayer together let's repent together wherever you may be come on all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God we are all on the same page let's go to the Lord right now in prayer of repentance father forgive me Lord for for failing to keep in mind the reality of who you are Lord that there's times in this world so easily in my flesh so easily because of the circumstances of this world where, where I get distracted or, or I lose sight or, or I can't see or, or, um, or even respond the way that you want me to. Lord, I have not acknowledged you for who you are, but I'm acknowledging you right now that you are Christ. You are the living God. You are the one that is at work even now. You have the power to save. I acknowledge that. And Jesus, I need you to forgive me for that disobedience 
Lord, let me not just chalk this up to humanity. You desire for me to confess my need of you. And I put my faith on this Easter Sunday in your work on the cross. I put my faith on this Easter Sunday that you are not dead and buried, but you have resurrected. And Lord, because of that, I acknowledge who you are. You are God Almighty. There is no one like you. And I worship you, Lord. Let me worship you with more than just my words. I want to worship you, Lord, with with my life. I want to worship you in my actions. I want to worship you in my conversation. I want to worship you in every way. That's it. You're praying the prayer of repentance now. You're you're positioning yourself to receive from God. And right now, you should open yourself up. You you could change your posture. In fact, I encourage you to, to raise your hands as a symbol of surrender. And open yourself up to receive the Spirit of God. That Spirit of God is resurrection power. And let me tell you, it's not just about a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's about the manifestation of the presence of God. That same Spirit that raised up Christ will come in you and quicken your mortal bodies, the Word says. That means it would give you life. In fact, when that happens, we know from the Word that that God will give you a miracle, a sign. You're going to speak a language you don't know as the Spirit gives you the ability to speak. That's resurrection power in your life. That's something that was dead that He's reviving in you. That's resurrection power being made real in your life right now. (laughs) That's it. Come on. You're praying the prayer of repentance. You're opening yourself up to receive the Spirit. Now I want you to rejoice. Come on, church. Rejoice. Rejoice in your trials. Rejoice that the trials work patience and patience work hope. Rejoice that these inconveniences are for the glory of God. Come on. Let me put it this way. Rejoice that the suffering that is happening now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed. (laughs) Oh, come on. The pain and the suffering that is here right now is nothing compared to the joy and the glory and the victory that will be revealed as Jesus returns. Come on, rejoice right now in the promise that we are raised with Christ. That we are raised with Christ. That we are raised with Christ. Rejoice right now that you don't have to stay in your sins. That you don't have to stay stagnant. Oh, but he gives us his Holy Spirit, his resurrection power to be raised with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for my resurrection. Thank you, Jesus, that you have been resurrected. ashes of defeat the resurrected king has resurrected me in your name I come alive to declare your victory